0: inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart.
1: Welcome, everyone, to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today, I'm joined by Tom DeAngelis, Rick Hackman, and Rob Longo. Welcome, one and all. Good to be here. Good to be here, David. Awesome, awesome. Everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. But before we do that, Rob... You want to invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us break open the bread of life.
2: Absolutely. In the name of the Father and Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father. Wow, I can't believe 2014 is behind us, and we're turning the, the page uh, to start anew in this new year, 2015, Lord. So as we break open the gospel for the first Sunday in this new year, Lord, we just ask you to, to place just a, a new uh, just a new desire, just a, a wonder and awe and an amazement each and every day for you, Lord, for, for, for your love for us, for the mercy that you have for us, the, the plan that you have, the fact that you love us so much that you died for us and want us to, to be with you forever in heaven. Uh, just help us, Lord, to have that sense of wonder and awe and newness as we begin this new year. And uh, please bless and protect all those who will listen to this. And, uh, and just help us to each be open vessels to receive your love and then the courage to give your love, especially in those hard times, Lord, when uh, when we don't feel like it, that we would decide to love in the moment each and every day. And we pray all this in
1: Jesus's name. Amen. 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 Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 And Rick,
0: do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? It's always a privilege, David. The reading is from the Gospel of Matthew The second chapter verses 1 through 12 When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king behold magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying where is the newborn king of the Jews we saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage When king Herod heard this he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord.
3: Praise Praise you,
0: Lord Jesus Christ. Christ.
1: I love this. As we're reading this, this is a story that has been captured and written down. And so when you first started, Rick, I put down when Jesus was born in my heart. We've had an experience in our life of Jesus working in our lives, of when we said our yes. Many of us, many of us has turned away from sin and walked back toward Jesus. And I think it's so important to write our stories down to write down about our encounter with Jesus, to write down about our journey to him. Um, I just It just really struck me when you read that, Rick, that, you know, when I conceived Jesus in my heart, I remember it. I mean, when I turned away from sin and he became born in my heart at that time, you know, that, that was when I was age 46, 10 years ago. You know, I had been, been baptized, but I'd walked away from Jesus. I'd been confirmed, but I turned my back. And Jesus wanted to set me free. So writing our stories down, our God stories, our moments where Christ is alive and working our life, and our moments when, you know what, we truly had an encounter with Jesus, I think it's so important to pass one to our children, our friends, and other people who may pick that up and read it someday.
3: You know, when you said um, Jesus was born... In Bethlehem in Judea But you when you read it You heard Or when you heard it You, you heard Jesus was born in my heart um, It reminds me of a uh, A neat little song That uh, James Taylor wrote Many years ago I don't remember exactly What CD it's on But it's actually called Home by Another Way And it, it takes off On this story exactly And he talks about You know Kind of uh, the, the lesson of the story Which is when you Find out, you know, where Jesus is and you go to him and make sure that you um, keep yourself kind of connected to him and that if necessary, that you go home by another way. In other words, we can get we can get home. uh, We can get to safety. We can get to um, a special place. But we can't do that by going back to Herod, by going back where we came from. We have to go home by another way. So the whole idea that home is really not where Herod is—it's—it's—it's a—it's a, it's someplace other than that because, because that's the treachery, that's the deception, that's the—that's what we left to find, you know, the Christ child. So I, it's kind of a neat little story, and it has a—it has definitely has a Christian message to it. So you can probably look it up. It's called "Home by Another Way," and you could probably find it on YouTube or someplace like that. So,
2: and and sometimes, Tom, it's—I've it's, never heard heard that song before uh, so i look forward to listening to it and just like the the major I had to go home a different way sometimes in our lives the things that trouble us most about Jesus' challenge to us you know that that might be our different way right and so because herod was troubled and all jerusalem with him you know so everyone was troubled and uh you know jesus didn't come just to make us comfortable you know sometimes we're a little too comfortable and he needs to he needs to trouble us a little bit, right, to, to challenge us um, to come home to Him a different way. So if we're, if we're trying a certain way and, and we're doing certain things and we get stuck in patterns and, and the fruit of that is other than joy and peace and love, then we might need to try to come home to God a different way than what we're doing. And most times I would, I would venture to guess that it's, uh, it's going to be a little troubling. Because we might be asked to to release something that we haven't been able to surrender yet, you know, control mm-hmm. over a certain aspect of our lives, control over certain relationships, and uh, and and those little areas might be what's truly, you know, that, that might be the stumbling block of uh, of a deeper relationship with our Lord. So maybe a reflection that we can all that we can all go through during this time is. Um, you know where is there some resistance you know what what is it about the different teachings of the of the faith whether it's contraception or or you know whatever you know whatever whatever's is troubling uh, that might be the key to a deeper relationship to, mm-hmm. to
1: surrender that to our Lord and, and come to him come home to him a different way and Rob that's perfect because it wasn't only Herod that was troubled but it was like the whole Jerusalem with him was troubled why because if this truly is the Christ trial, if you truly accept Jesus Christ into the manger of your hearts, you need to change. Accepting Christ requires change. Walking away from, turning away from those things, which just distract us from that intimate, intimate relationship. So I circle that exact word, Rob, greatly troubled. Man, I don't want to be greatly troubled ever. I want to invite Jesus into all parts of my life, from bedroom to bathroom to to car to work. Jesus should be present with me always, always. And I should always be seeking his counsel, always being in communion with him, especially through the Holy Spirit. Have that common union, that bond that, you know what? It's not I put Jesus on today at this moment and I take him off the next. No, we become so united that you can't see except for to see Jesus within me. And I'm not there yet, but it's a daily purification. It's a daily growth. And, man, I'm, I'm all in. Lord, take me on the journey, because I do want to go another way. I don't want to go back to the old ways. So I'm going to have to choose. And, Lord, you'll give me the
3: strength. And, and I was listening to a, <clears throat> a CD around time um, off of our stewardship rack uh, by Father Sean Collins uh, about... Um, um, about the Christmas, uh, message. And the interesting thing about it is he talks about, uh, the historical, um, King Herod and talks about what a, uh, a bloodthirsty kind of cutthroat, you know, take no prisoners type of King he was. I mean, and, and I'm gonna, I'm not going to get all the details, but he, you know, he, uh, murdered his, uh, his mother-in-law. He murdered his three of his children. He murdered his, his, um, his, one of his wives, um, and it was primarily because he felt threatened as a king. So when you, when you read this passage, King Herod heard this. He, he was greatly troubled and drew all of Jerusalem with him. Well, you can just imagine, you know, somebody's head's going to roll. And, you know, the people in Jerusalem are probably worried that, you know, now some, somebody's going to go down. But, um, but the other thing, too, is, is to see the journey of the Magi to King Herod to get the direction, to get their perspective, and then they, they, they journey following the star, following the ideal, following the model to the true king, the true king who at this point is still an infant, but really the one most deserving of, of, their, of their honor. Um, and they prostrate themselves and did homage to him. It doesn't say that they did that with Herod, but they certainly did with the person of Jesus. So when we look at our salvation history, this puts the whole thing in perspective. I mean, here clearly is the true king the true king of our lives, the true king of, of history. Uh, and then you have this impostor Herod, who, you know, who, who really is basically the exact opposite, the antithesis of what, you know, the Son of, the son of God has come to, uh, to share with us, to, to give us that life in, in Christ, that life in God. So.
1: And, and, you know, as you're just sharing there, I'm thinking about Herod and how God used Herod to speak such a profound truth. Go and search diligently for the child. And so I bring this forward to today and I say, do I daily go and search diligently for the child, Jesus, living in the poor, living in the hungry, the naked, those in prison of addictions or in physical prison, those who need food or clothing or thirst, Do I see Jesus and find Jesus in them? And then what? Do what the Magi did. Open up the treasures that God has entrusted to me to help, to help in whatever way God's asked me as a good steward of his gifts every day of my life. How do I fulfill Matthew 25 and see Jesus in the hungry, the thirsty, the naked, the one in prison, the one abandoned. They're there for us to see. He's there in each and every one of them. So for me, boy, that's just a a confirmation and a challenge to always look for the Christ child and search diligently in those in need, in the poor.
2: And it's usually the unrecognizable situations that, that we'll find Christ most often. So these three magi well off uh, in terms of the world standards you know probably very wealthy uh very well educated i'm sure and where did they find this this newborn king in in poverty right so they they had to do that and and hallelujah right this is this is a celebration for us as gentiles right Mm -hmm. that that god revealed himself to, to the gentiles and here are these three you know Prostrated themselves and did him homage. They didn't even know what they were doing, or or they didn't even know, right? And we know and to whom much is given, much is expected. And once you know, you can't not know. So we know Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior. We have the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. How often do I miss opportunities to do him homage, and uh, and prostrate myself? Uh, so what a what a beautiful challenge for us to to enter deeper into into that again that wonder and awe of the gift that we have in our and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, and Rob, you just convicted me again. We as Roman Catholics know, know, know in our heart this seeking and searching the Christ child, Jesus lives, body, blood, soul, and divinity in every Catholic church, in the tabernacle. He aches and is awaiting each and every one of us individually. We can go and we can receive him. We can have an encounter with Jesus Christ today in a Roman Catholic Church, anywhere in this country? When we wake up tomorrow morning, can we not fit God into our busy schedules, but build our schedules around God and go to daily Mass in the evening, in the afternoon, in the morning? Can we truly seek him out? He's there. We know it. We know it. The Bible tells us. Do we go? Do we seek him out? Someday we may be faced faced with Jesus. And he may say, I was there waiting for you. And we can't deny it. We can't say, you know what? I didn't know. Because we do know. And so to be able to have that personal and ever-deepening intimate relationship with Jesus Christ by seeking him out, going the distance like the Magi did. But our distance could be six blocks down the road Mm -hmm. to the nearest church the nearest Catholic Church. So brothers and sisters, I hope this challenges you to seek him out. Seek him out in adoration. Seek him out in the church. Go and ask to go and just sit in the church. If there's not a mass going on, after work hours, whenever you can, when it's open, just sit and be in the Lord's presence like the shepherds did. They realized he was there. We realize he is there. And yet what do we do? We put everything else above God.
2: Mm.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, it just convicted me, so I I hope it helps you.
2: Thank you, David. And uh, Stewardship and Mission of Faith, our mission is to spread the the good news that everything we have is a gift from God that we're to use to help others. And not only will we hear this beautiful gospel that we're reflecting on on Sunday, but we'll we'll hear from Ephesians, uh, St. Paul's letter to to the Ephesians, uh, chapter 3, verse 2, 2 to 3 and then 5 to 6. And it starts off, brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit. The stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit. So if we've been given the grace, you know, where the scales have fallen from our eyes, that we no longer see a piece of bread and a and a chalice of wine, that we have been given this beautiful gift. Of, of, of again the scales falling from our eyes to realize wow jesus you are there you are there so that gift wasn't given for me just to enjoy every morning right you have heard of the stewardship of god's grace that was given to me for your benefit so for those listening if you've been given that grace to have a personal relationship with jesus christ through him and the through the eucharist that wasn't just for you, that wasn't just for me, it wasn't just for David and Tom, it wasn't just for us, it was for the benefit of every single person in our lives, every person that we meet to share this good news, this great news, this amazing news that Jesus is alive in every single Catholic church, and He's waiting. He's waiting for us to just be in His presence so He can love us. He has so much love that He wants to give us, and He's just waiting for us to show up. Right. So are we being good stewards of of that grace,
3: and you know the uh, the interesting thing that you bring up, Rob, um, when we talk, you talk about that, and I re- I think about sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament and just reflecting. And we've talked in previous programs about about the role of the, of the Blessed Mother, uh, and you know, putting ourselves in that position of being a receptacle, of being open, of being like Mary, of being you know, thy will be done, of, you know, just offering our yes to the Lord as we sit there and let his life grow in us and let it uh, let it mature in us. And that, that's really um, the, the core of what I think we're about as a, as a Catholic ch- church and a Catholic tradition is really the pre- the presence of the Blessed Sacrament and the fact that we can commune with, with Jesus in a very intimate way, a very physical way, um, because when we receive the, the Eucharist, it really becomes part of our, part of our body. I mean, the material becomes part of what we are and the person of Jesus, you know, in in a spiritual way becomes part of whom we are. And we have that spiritual life in us, but we're frequently so crusted over with, you know, with our own selfishness and our own thoughts and our own ideas about the way things are supposed to be. that If we just sit there and open ourselves up over and over again to the, to the mother, you know, to the, uh, to the uh, spirit of the mother of God so that we can be open to him. Because, you know, when the uh, when the Magi entered the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. So, you know, Mary and Jesus go together, you know. And so, you know, the point of the point is, if we can learn to be that type of a that type of a mother and be that open to the Christ child, I think that's the that's the spirit that we want to get into, because that's when. Then the Holy Spirit can work in our lives And, and that's really what, what I think When when we sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament And really come to appreciate The, the life that God wants to give us And wants to offer us uh, And then for us to sh- be able to share that with other people But if we don't have that we, we can't share it If we don't have that experience We can't share that that uh, Divine life with other people And that's key Tom because Jesus Gave us the gift of his mother at the foot of the
1: cross When he looked down at Mary His mother and he said woman Behold your son to the beloved disciple. And the beloved disciple who represents each and every one of us, he said, Behold your mother. And that mother-son relationship is so, so very, very important uh, for each of us. And so, you know, for me, again, Mary never detracts from Jesus. She takes us to Jesus. And uh, just just key for me. And I circled another word here, king. You know, where's the newborn king? And I ask myself this question, who sits on the throne of my heart? Or what sits? Because if my relationship with God isn't primary, if he doesn't sit on the throne, if stuff is on the throne, or a person's on the throne, or reputation's on the throne, man, I'm out of balance. I'm out of balance. So for me, man, Lord, this Christmas season, I want you to sit on the throne of my heart, to rule my heart. And, you know, he gave us a great gift in Holy Mother Church. We as children get to go and look and see what has God revealed to Holy Mother Church, who was given the deposit of faith, who had the New Testament and determined it in about the year 400, that was passed on not only to the Catholic faith, but also to all Christendom and to anybody who chooses to read it. So for me, I want to understand. I want to understand from Holy Mother Church, what is truth? What is truth? And that is such a comfort for me. I don't have to figure it out. Contraception, oh, that is good, isn't good. No, stop. Holy Mother Church was given the gift of the Holy Spirit, the spouse of Mary, to give us that, that, that wisdom that knowledge so for me that's, that's such a gift as a catholic to be able to go to her to understand wisdom in, in our journey home
2: and if you look at the time you were talking about herod and some of the, the despicable things that he did and it's all motivated by fear mm-hmm. right right and and this right here when he gets the visit from from the three the three magi it's all motivated by fear that he's just he's afraid that that he's going to lose his power his position his whatever right so in our lives what you know what motivates us is it is it fear or is it faith is it love um and i don't think it's a mistake that over and over and over again in sacred scripture from genesis to revelation we hear over and over again do not be afraid Mm -hmm. fear not have no fear do not be afraid fear not have no fear over and over and over again because god knows how destructive being motivated by fear is, right? And then if our actions are motivated by fear, just look at the horrible stuff that King Herod did because of that fear. And you know, even after this is going to be you know, the most despicable thing he ever did. But we won't, we won't get into that. It's uh, another gospel for another day. Um, but Lord, please, you know that that our our actions would be motivated by love.
1: You know, I circled another line that says, "Who is to shepherd my people, Israel?" and I wrote this line, in order to be a great leader, a shepherd, we must first be a great follower. To whom are we listening? To whom are we following? For us as Christians, if we truly get into communion, common union with Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, as we become more and more and more intimately and deeper into their heart, we then become that great shepherd, of the people that God's put in our lives, our children, our spouse, co-workers, God will use us again and again and again as ordained shepherds of the people He's entrusted to us. And uh, you know, it comes through our baptism, priest, prophet, and king. We share in what Jesus is as the as the king, as the prophet, as the leader, the shepherd of his people. So, Lord, help me to shepherd the people you've entrusted to me. Help me to be all I can be so that I can be that light that leads to you.
2: And recently I heard a priest in his homily give a challenge to the congregation saying, uh, as part of your daily prayer routine or connection with God, just ask the question, what went well today? Even in the worst day you've ever had, what went well today? There's You've got, and if we live that that helps us to have that that heart of gratitude, because even in the midst of craziness something went well today, and you know with this Sunday being epiphany Sunday, those moments in our day where something went well I mean they're, they're the epiphany moments where those ah moments where oh that's that's a that was you Lord, that was you so um you know if we could all just uh, you know just strive to be aware of those epiphany moments where God is you know, making himself known to us in, uh, in, the, in the great
1: things and in the small things. And Rob, that's so true. All of heaven celebrates for the conversion of one sinner. Let's celebrate the victories, learn from the mistakes, and let God continue that work of purification until he's finished that good work. God bless each and every one of you. Bye-bye now.
0: Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups. Or call us at 717-367-0100.